0: This week on the show, Apple Podcasts drops their email requirements for shows and updates their approval process. YouTube launches a dedicated page for podcasts. A surprisingly small number of podcasts are still in production, and much more. Here we go.
1: Marketing news Content news Tech news Sound news Interviews Product reviews Podcast reviews For Creatives by Creatives This is Podcast News Weekly with Sean Savage.
0: Apple Podcast drops their email requirements for shows and update their approval process. Apple has announced a handful of technical changes coming to the Apple Podcast backend starting in 2023. These changes impact the approval process and will help cut down on podcaster spam. Apple said that Apple Podcasts will no longer support the owner tag and its contact information in podcast RSS feeds. This means that podcasters will no longer have to put their email addresses in the feed details a change that would significantly cut down on spam issues. As it stands today, many large companies use the owner email in the RSS metadata to reach out to podcasters unsolicited. The owner tag and its contact information, including email, will no longer be recommended. Apple requires creators have an active Apple ID to submit a show and users designated with an admin role in Apple Podcast Connect will be contacted using the email associated with their Apple ID as needed. Creators can also add an email address for each show in Apple Podcast Connect. Apple Podcasts will also start requiring a global unique identifier tag for RSS feeds, which is something defined by your hosting provider and must be unique for each episode of your show. Apple said that it will not process any episode that contains a duplicate global unique identifier Changes are coming to the crawling process as well. There is going to be now a conditional GET. So what does that mean? For hosting providers, the Apple Podcast RSS feed crawler will start reading and accepting e-tag, that's an HTTP 1.1 or last modified date, HTTP 1.0 headers. Using these headers will limit the amount of data that their crawler will need to request if no changes have been detected. Using these headers will limit the amount of data that their crawler will need to request if no changes have been detected. For submitting new shows to Apple Podcasts, there are some updates to the approval process. Apple says that when a creator submits a new show, it will be immediately made available in the Apple Podcasts catalog. Creators can then use the URL to generate promotional assets and begin promoting a show. All shows and subscriptions will be reviewed, and it could take up to 24 hours for new shows and episodes to appear in search results and personalized recommendations. Finally, Apple is also dropping support for Atom feeds. New shows in Atom feed format will no longer be accepted, and any remaining shows will no longer be updated, the company said. These changes don't mean a whole lot to the end podcast listener, but they're notable for content creators. We pride ourselves on providing stories in context for you, the content creator. And this story does have a lot of stats in it, but it is very relevant, that's why it's included here. A surprisingly small number of podcasts are still in production. Spotify recently announced it has 4.4 million podcasts on its platform. This was one of the few podcast related numbers released in their quarterly report, which is troubling for many reasons. There was no specific data about the number of people listening to podcasts. Last quarter, they told us 7% of all listening on the platform was to podcast. This time, Spotify went for the biggest stat they could find, 4.4 million. This is an impressive stat. We all hear there are millions of podcasts, but a surprisingly small number of them are still in production. Almost half are abandoned after just a few episodes call it a byproduct of COVID-19, or the reality that creating good content is hard. Findings from April 2021. A year and a half ago, right in the middle of the pandemic, Apple Podcast had roughly 2 million podcast titles. At that time, 44% of them had produced three or fewer episodes. That removed about 880,000 of the 2 million podcasts right away. The number of podcasts that had produced 10 or more episodes was only 720,000. The number of podcasts with 10 or more episodes and a fresh one produced in the last week was down to 8% of that 2 million. So around 156,000. What's happening today? The ratio of podcast titles produced from April 2021 and late July 2022, according to the podcast index, is very different. Despite the large growth in podcast titles, the number of podcasts that have produced 10 or more episodes and produced an episode in the past week stayed the same as last year. Out of the big pile of 4 million podcasts on the podcast index, only 155,000 met the criteria. That's just 4% of all podcasts available. Even with the growth of new podcasts, only 1 million or 32% of shows have published 10 or more episodes. Translation, most podcasts have not produced a lot of content. Is it head-spinning that relatively so few hit these thresholds? Yes and no. Podcasts come in different flavors and varieties. Many are short-run series of just a few episodes. Some are less prolific producers. Some are seasonal. That said, nearly half started a podcast and quickly stopped after fewer than three episodes. Putting these numbers into context. The 155,000 podcasts that produced 10 or more episodes and dropped an episode in the past week may seem small in relation to the universe of all podcasts created and still available. Thinking about this in terms of other media might put it in perspective. There were 559 new scripted shows on cable, streaming, and broadcast outlets last year. There were 74,000 new audiobook titles. Some were hits, others missed the mark. The podcast index data removes some dormant shows automatically and shows that there are a lot of great podcasts out there that have run their course and aren't being produced anymore. The most popular podcasts are produced to a consistent schedule and released every day or week. Those are your real competition. Good content in any form is hard to create and harder to sustain. These numbers really bear this out and why I felt the need to include it in this episode. So the next time someone says, there are over 4 million podcasts out there, let them know the stat. YouTube launches a dedicated page for podcasts. Even in its bare bones form, YouTube's new feature could pose a threat to Apple and Spotify. YouTube is embracing its position as the unintentional most-used podcast platform by launching a dedicated podcast page. As the lines between podcasting and YouTube blur, any step the company takes toward consolidating listening could pose a challenge for competitors Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The page debuted in late July and is still in the rollout process. It can be accessed only in the U.S. at youtube.com forward slash podcasts or through the Explore page in the app or the browser, where there is a new podcast tab. The new page features trending shows and channels that already have millions of subscribers, like the H3 podcast or Logan Paul's podcast, but otherwise does not exhibit a ton of curation. The page is not nearly as sophisticated as rival podcast platforms, but that may not matter at all that much. A study by Cumulus and May found that YouTube is already outperforming Apple Podcasts and Spotify thanks to the rise of video podcasts and ease of use. So maybe it is smarter to stick to the format audiences already know. YouTube's presence in the podcasting space happened more by osmosis than as a deliberate strategy. Apple was the first tech giant to enter the space, launching podcasts in 2005. Spotify started aggressively pursuing podcasting in 2019 with studio and tech acquisitions and blockbuster deals with stars like Joe Rogan and Alex Cooper. Meanwhile, podcasts on YouTube just kind of happened because everything ends up on YouTube one way or another. Podcasting is still small potatoes for YouTube. The streamer brought in $28.8 billion for its parent company Google in 2021. Meanwhile, the entire podcast industry just passed 1 billion last year, according to a study by the Interactive Advertising Bureau. YouTube doesn't really need to own podcasting, but the page is an indication that the company may put more resources into it anyway. As a content creator, it may help to look into YouTube and start putting your podcasts up there. As we continue with the gear I used, we started out in the signal flow with the microphone, with the preamp, and then the mixer for my online content only. So the next piece of gear in my online content signal flow starting with the Shure MV7 into the DBX-286S into the Zoom L8 The next thing in my signal flow is the iRig Pro Duo IO, and that comes out of the Zoom mixer and allows me to connect into my iPad for Clubhouse. So the iRig Pro Duo IO is enormously flexible. It has great sound, it's wonderfully built, it's portable, and the sound is great. It has two Nutrix analog inputs to record microphones, instruments, keyboard synths if you will. It has class A mic preamps and that gives a great gain range. It has phantom power if you need it. The Sound quality is, is really good and ultra low noise. It has MIDI in and out jacks and breakout cables so you can turn this iRig into a MIDI interface if you wanted to and you can connect uh, MIDI controllers and, and a whole bunch of other gear right into it. You can also connect two microphones if you wanna record a podcast a radio show, if you wanna do a live stream. It's capable and it is, is a great piece of hardware, I think. I was using the iRig 2, I believe, but it is a mono unit. And this is a stereo unit because I wanted to get a stereo signal into clubhouse and Twitter spaces when they change to stereo. This is just a a great unit. I can't say enough about it. I got two of them actually. And it's compatible with uh, iPhone, iPad, Android, your Mac or PC. It comes with a lightning cable. It comes with a USB-C cable. It comes with a USB-A cable, so you can connect it to a myriad of devices. I really like the fact that they gave you all the cables. You can use it with two batteries, or you can plug it into a portable power supply, or if you're plugging it into anything powered, it will power the unit automatically. Great piece of gear. Great sounding preamps, lots of headroom. That is the last thing in my signal chain that allows me to do clubhouse rooms and social audio rooms. YouTube and NPR partner to bring podcasts to more users. NPR has partnered with YouTube to bring over 20 of its top performing podcasts to the streaming platform including fan favorites such as Up First, Fresh Air, and The Limits with Jay Williams, amongst others. The relationship connects NPR's diverse collection of podcasts with YouTube's audience of over 2 billion monthly logged-in users and brings new viewers to these popular shows. Podcasters have been leveraging YouTube's reach for quite some time. In fact, A good portion of the more than 1 billion hours watched per day on YouTube is podcasting content from its creators, artists, and others looking to share their unique perspectives. Following the global success of Tiny Desk Concerts, NPR is hoping for their podcast to reach new audiences on YouTube. They will have their public service journalism searchable and accessible in ways it never has been before and to have a new space to explore content ideas. With the creator economy becoming as multifaceted as ever, the video-first format of YouTube allows NPR to evolve its storytelling even further. Through an expanded set of tools and the impact of YouTube's search and recommendation capabilities, the door is open for NPR shows and hosts to develop an even closer relationship with their vast community of listeners. That's all the time after this episode. Head over to our website. You can connect with us. Join me next week. Until next time.
1: Thanks for listening. Don't forget to stay in touch with us. Follow us on all socials. The handle is at Podcast News Weekly and our website is podcastnewsweekly.com. Let us know what you think of the show and what we can do better to serve you. Join us next time for your weekly midweek roundup of podcast news. For creatives by creatives. Podcast News Weekly.